But as I move forward, I will operate differently. I will go where he tells me to go, but I will only stay as long as he tells me to stay. And I will do exactly what I'm supposed to do and not a whole lot more than that. <laughs> That's good. That's good. That's a lesson for all of us. So that's for a lesson for all of us. I am Ashley White, the host of Joy on the Journey podcast, a weekly podcast all about defining, finding, and maintaining joy on the journey of life. I have promised transparent, inspiring, and motivating interviews. And y'all, this week's guest is no different. So I'm just going to ask right off the bat, have you subscribed? Because the wisdom and the nuggets that you're getting, they're free. We're not even charging a therapist copay for this one. Our guest is Dr. Rakesha Fry-Brown. She earned a Bachelor's of Arts in Psychology with an emphasis in education from Hampton University, a Master's of Counselor Education in concentrations with concentrations in School Guidance and Mental Health Counseling from Florida A&M University. Dr. Fry-Brown earned a Doctor of Philosophy in Counseling psychology from Howard University. She is a dynamic speaker and she has presented for groups, organizations, and religious institutions across the country and in the countries of South Africa and England. Y'all, we are in for a treat. Rakesha, thank you so much for joining the podcast. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. Thank you, thank you, thank you. So let's hop in. We start every single podcast by asking guests for their definition of joy. And I am so curious to know from you, what does joy look like, smell like, feel like for you? You know, I've been wrestling with that question because um my gut response is, it sounds corny to me, being that we're on joy on the journey, right? Because when I think about joy, what joy is, my answer is joy is a journey. Mm. Joy is so different from happiness, right? Um, happiness can be fleeting. Things can make you happy. Things can make you unhappy. Something can make you happy today and not make you happy tomorrow. And joy is really a culmination of experience. <laughs> and it's a place that you are reaching into within yourself. There's not an external force of joy that turns it on or turns it off, kind of like happiness, right? Um, ice cream makes me happy. I don't find joy in ice cream. I find joy in myself. I find joy in the fact that everything that's tried to break me thus far has failed. That my mm. good days and my bad days sum themselves together in this very moment. And so when I think about joy, I think that joy is something that you have to seek and that you have to take hold of, that you have to take 
stake claim in. Uh, I think that joy is available to everyone, but not everyone lives joyfully uh, because it's, it's a choice mm-hmm. and it's a purposeful choice that happiness is predicated on things going well. Joy is predicated on knowing that whether things are going well or not, you can still have peace. You still have God's love, his blessings, his grace, and that you are still who you are at the end of the day, the good, the bad, and the ugly. And so for me, joy on the journey is understanding that joy is a journey, that every step of your journey is included in the foundation and then the building and then the maintenance and the upkeep of your joy every single day. And it's a choice. Joy is a choice. I can choose to be joyful, but I can also choose to ignore that I can be joyful. I have to actively work at being joyful sometimes. Joy is all-encompassing right? That I can be grateful in season and out of season, that I can remain humble and identify blessings and identify silver linings, right? Even Mm -hmm. in sticky and murky situations, because there will be seasons of life where things are hard. Mm -hmm. They're hard, they're ugly, they're tight, they're gritty. They're all of the things that we don't post about, don't talk about, don't want to share in the places that we don't want to touch for ourselves or only tell a couple of people or don't even tell anybody at all. And even when it's hard to be happy there, I'm learning to be joyful there. Yeah, so girl, I'll preach that all day, but yeah. So joy for me is, is a journey. I no, I my, I did not freeze. I know. <laughs> I did not freeze. I am stuck on. Oh man. Oh man. Oh. Oh man. I told you earlier I did not want to cry. I told you that. I told you it's some about this hour. Um, so two things that you said that we can choose joy, that we get a choice. Why do you think we choose? Why do you think we choose the opposite? I don't know necessarily that we choose the opposite mm. so much as we don't tap into our ability to choose joy. Oh, wow. I think that because in lay conversation, we use the term joy so liberally, I think that people equate joy with happiness. Mm. And so when they don't feel positive positivity and positive emotions, they believe that joy may be out of reach. So if I'm sad, if I'm hurting, if I'm angry, if I'm any of the negative emotions, then joy is not something that I am, that is available to me in that moment. Mm -hmm. And I don't think that that's true, but I think that that's the misnomer that we have about joy, particularly as we equate joy to happiness. 
So as we continue to dismantle the belief that those two things are one and the same or that they are predicated on one another, I think we make joy more available. And so I don't necessarily think that for myself, I don't know that there's been a day where I was like, you know what, I don't even want this joy. Mm-hmm. But there have been days where it was like, I feel so bad yeah. that I didn't have the knowledge, the strength, the ability, and possibly the desire to even reach for joy, mm-hmm. even though it was always available to me. Right, right, right. You are speaking to so many's, so many people's reality. Right. When life has lifed. And it will. And it does. <laughs> and it will again. And and it will again. Right. When the journey of the desert. When you've been in desert situations for so long, mm-hmm. when it's just like, okay, well, I, I can do this for a season. I can do this mm-hmm. for a few days. I could I can I can do this for Okay, it's not going to be what I had hoped. Oh, oh, um, this relationship didn't pan out the way I thought. Okay. This this career or this this job wasn't what I thought. Oh, this career wasn't what I thought. Oh. Mm-hmm. All right. Um but what is so important then is your foundation. Mm-hmm. What are you basing your feelings? What are you basing it on? Are you basing it on your feelings? Are you basing it on your emotions? Or are you rooting it on this is temporary? Mm-hmm. I, this is temporary. It won't always be like this. So I wonder, as a mental health expert, um, when you have had seasons of drought, right? When it's been hard to um, to find that joy, to find to to seek that joy, to take root in that joy. Mm-hmm. What are some practices that you go to? So. I want to kind of touch back on one of the things that you said as I answered that question. And I think that it's important for us as believers to understand that being human does not dismantle our faith, Mm -hmm. right? Because I am wholehearted in it won't always be like this right? The Lord will perfect that which is concerning me. But also, it's like this right now. Yeah. And this feels away right now. Mm -hmm. And it's hard to talk to church people sometimes about what it feels like right now, Mm -hmm. what depression feels like right now, Mm -hmm. what anxiety feels like right now, what grief feels like right now. Because you will heal and God wants more for you. And all of the things that people say in in well-meaning conversation to uplift without acknowledging the pain that is the right now. Mm -hmm. And so when it comes to the right now, 
what I say to clients, what I say to students, what I say to my own child, and what I say to myself is feel what you feel. Yeah. Feel all of it. Mm -hmm. The caveat there is that you have to give yourself permission to feel it only as long as you actually feel it. Oh. And when you don't feel it anymore, feel something else. And that's okay too. Because we get caught up in this thing like, well, okay, I'm grieving this relationship. I got six months, right? I either, I got to grieve for six months before I move on or after six months, I got to let it go. But it might take you three weeks mm -hmm. and it might take you three years, but grieve it until you don't feel it anymore. Be sad until you're not sad anymore. Be angry until you're not angry anymore. Mm -hmm. Not be angry and act out. Not be sad and do something silly. Not be joyful or happy because those are not the same. I almost did it too, right? Mm -hmm. Not be happy and pretend like nothing else is going yeah, on. Yeah, 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 yeah. Feel what you feel and feel all of it mm -hmm. until you don't feel it anymore. Mm -hmm. Because when we touch the places where it hurts, when we actually go to those spaces, that's when we deal with whatever the it is. Yeah. And so in seeking joy, some of that is crying. Mm -hmm. Some of that is releasing the weight of the expectations that I be over it or that I hold on to it, right? That I give myself permission to be who I am in my own journey at this moment, no matter what it looks like to anybody else. Right. And it's not going to be the same for anybody else. And that has to be okay too. Mm -hmm. And that's hard. You know, I will say for me, uh, we, we talked about the drought um, and the desert and the, the grieving. And I am grieving so many different things in so many different ways right now that I kind of don't even know, like, which one I feel at any given moment, but I know I feel a lot of things. Mm -hmm. And so um, briefly, in the last year, I've lost my father. I left a job that I thought would be a lot of things that it did not turn out to be. Um, I uprooted my family again. Um, I am recognizing and realizing and dealing with the hurt that the life that I envisioned is not the life that will be. Mm. And none of those things are wholly good or wholly bad, mm. right? Wow. They mm -hmm. are all some continuum of my life experience. Mm -hmm. One I can say is the life that I envisioned will never be. And the life that I have is still really good. Ooh. Right. Akisha. It is hurtful to know that there are things that I wanted that I won't have. Mm -hmm. My life is still really good. Mm. And I can have both of those feelings. I can do those two things simultaneously, grieve the fact that I won't have things that I really wanted mm -hmm. and celebrate that I have things that I never could have imagined. Ooh. And so when I think about the question that you actually asked me. Um, no, hold on, Rakesha, hold on, hold on, hold on. Before we move on, I want you to know 
that you have just freed someone. I want you to know that your honesty and your your transparency, your vulnerability has just freed someone. Thank you. I want to honor that because that's powerful. That awareness of um, one, I, what I would, what I thought I wanted, what I had, I will never have again. But what I do have is amazing. That perspective is freeing. So thank you for sharing that. I just want to add to that, that those two things, if that's a struggle for you, let me tell you, sis, brother, whoever it is, that those two things can operate together. Mm-hmm. No matter what they t- they say, no matter what your friends think, no matter what anybody else understands, I am telling you that you can be both sad about what is not and joyful about what is mm. at the same time. You can have both. You can be both. You can do both. And it's important because we don't live in a linear space, healing, joy pain, happy. They're not linear. They're not black and white. We are complex beings. And when we only try to attend to one side of ourselves, then we blot out another side. And as complex beings, we're not two-sided. We're like octagons and probably even more than that, right? There are so many different aspects. And one of the things that I'm, I've really been working on with myself is that two, the, the fact that I am both and Mm. I am both happy and sad at the same time, at the same time. Yeah. I am both content and very discontent at the same time. Yeah. I am both full of joy and very, very hurt at the same time. Mm -hmm. And the only one of those that I believe that I've chosen is joy. Mm. Some of those things are are a result of circumstance. Right. You know, I didn't I didn't ask for a lot of this. And if I had asked for it, I would have or you know, if it was my choice, I definitely show something else. <laughs> Absolutely. I would have done this completely. Option different. B. <laughs> Option B. <laughs> no, 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 no. That's not what I said. I don't want that one. Mm-mm. Can you take this back, please? Yeah. <laughs> I would like that. behind the other door. <laughs> Just joking, door number three. <laughs> Not this one. I would have done it completely different. But I choose to be joyful. Yeah. I choose to be grateful. I choose to be thankful. And let me also say, in the spirit of transparency, that I don't always get it right and I don't choose it every single day. Mm-hmm. There are days when life is so heavy that I am 
the people that I talked about earlier who don't even have the strength to plug into joy. Mm-hmm. But there are more days for me now as the woman that I am now that I am able to choose joy anyway, to find something to be joyful about. Yeah. For me right now, nothing looks the way that I thought it would look. The thing that I choose to plug into for my joy is the fact that my son is thriving here. I didn't even know how bad it was until it got so good. Wow. I would not have known it if I had stayed where I was. Wow. And so the explosion that is happening everywhere else in my world, I can focus there and say, God, if nothing else goes well, I know that this was right because of that. And that's where I am plugging into right now because everything else, I'm like, yo, what are we doing? How did we get here? <laughs> what is going on? Door three. This is not door three. It couldn't be. <laughs> it could not be. And yet here we are. And yet here we are. Right. And so I am on a part of my journey mm-hmm. where I can plug in to that. And I have to be intentional about looking for that because I could look at the rest of this stuff and be like, okay, clearly we've made some wrong turns, very questionable decisions. How did we get here? So I want to say that one of the things as I have am embarking and have been on this journey of women's wellness, black women's wellness, and speaking transparently about the journey to wellness, to wholeness, to fullness of life for Black women specifically is that I think there are a lot of people who talk and talk, but don't show. And I think for me, I want to be able to say that I'm not just here as an educated expert. I'm here as somebody with lived experiences and I'm going through the same stuff. And so what I'm saying to you is stuff I know. Mm-hmm. stuff that I know. I know that you have a choice to make where you are and you can, you can, you can make a choice right now to focus on the one sliver of good things and let that be where you center your joy until it gets stronger in another area. Mm-hmm. Joy is a journey. Yeah. Joy on the journey is its own journey. Mm-hmm. But it is the part of the journey that will sustain you when the other parts of the journey are all out of whack. Yeah. Yeah. I'll stop there. Now that, listen, listen, a part of me is, I say, um, I've shared this publicly. I started this podcast um, it was birthed during during and through my grieving season as a tribute to my grandmother. And um, while I say it has been, and I believe it was a it was a direct assignment from God to to do this, it is also a selfish assignment because I have been directly poured into by so many women, women like yourself who don't know that God placed you on assignment today to minister directly to me. Um, Because 
leaning into exactly how you feel, no matter how uncomfortable it may make other people, is just what I'm doing. <laughs> um, so if I'm I cry just because I have no other choice but to do it because it happens. I want to ask you hashtag almost every post hashtag go to therapy. Mm-hmm. Why do you believe therapy is a game changer? So I believe wholeheartedly that there is no one on this earth who would not benefit from going to therapy. Therapy is probably the only place that you can go and be 1000% honest with someone whose feelings you're not going to hurt. And part of what we do when we're talking to our friends, when we're talking to our family, when we're talking to our coworkers is buffer other people's feelings Mm. from our own experiences. We don't want to hurt someone else. If you are my best friend and something that you have done is contributing to what I am going through, but I don't want to hurt your feelings. I'm not going to tell you about that part, Mm -hmm. but that means that I don't, heal that part. Right. And so therapy is a space where you can be 100% honest with an unbiased outside party whose feelings you cannot hurt. Mm -hmm. And that is the most freeing and liberating space that you can be in to talk about anything. You can talk about your past. You can talk about your present. You can talk about what you want for your future. And then you will discuss how you got to where you are right now and the choices that you're making that will impact where it is that you think you are or want to go in the future. I think that a lot of the issues in Black families specifically, I am a Black researcher. I Mm -hmm. know. You, you read my bio. I've been on the Black College tour since 2000. <laughs> <laughs> I taught at Clark and Spelman. I went back and cl- taught at Hampton. And now I'm back at Clark. I am on the Black College tour. This is what I believe in. Um, but in Black families specifically, one of our major sources of dysfunction is the fact that we don't talk about things. Mm. We like and are very good at keeping up appearances and sweeping things under the rug. Mm -hmm. But I said it earlier, to heal something, you have to touch the place where it hurts. Mm -hmm. How do you get the salve on the cut? You got to touch it, right? How do you deliver the medicine to the area? You have to touch it. How do they do surgery? They have to go into the spot that needs to be fixed or removed And they have to deal in that space. Mm -hmm. We have to do the same thing in our emotions, with our relationships, in our families. We have to go to those places and touch where it hurts. We have to put the medicine in that spot. Pretending that it doesn't hurt, pretending that it didn't happen, doesn't make it go away. Mm -hmm. And there are a lot of us who are dealing with the repercussions of people who didn't talk about things that they needed to talk about who still don't talk about things that need to be talked about, who didn't give us the space to talk about things that we needed to talk about. And we are grown now. So now we have to take the space to talk about the things that we need to talk about. And sometimes I think people think 
excuse me, that they can only go to therapy if they've had some major tragic event to happen. No, sis. Hmm. No, bro. Go and talk to a therapist about the relationship that you have with your sibling. Go and talk about how job you keep having the same issue at jobs. Hmm. Go and talk about what it is that you're really looking for in a relationship and why you think the relationships keep ending the way that they do. Wow. Because sometimes it's you. Sometimes you'll see something that you had never seen before. And, and again, unbiased outside parties will bring your eyes to things that other people won't. Because just like you're trying not to hurt your feeling, hurt the feelings of your friends, they're trying not to hurt your feelings either. Mm -hmm. So sometimes your friends are not going to say things to you because they know it will hurt your feelings. Wow. Your therapist is not worried about hurting your feelings. They're worried about you getting whole. And being healed. I um, have been able to say some things in therapy that I would never say to my friends, which is why you can't be a friend and a therapist at the same time. It's called a conflict of interest. It is right. that. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I don't do those things. I don't therapize my husband. I don't <laughs> therapize my friends. I don't. Because we don't, the relationship that we have prevents us from being authentic in that space, mm -hmm. no, despite our best intentions. Right. With therapy, I am encouraging at all times, everywhere. And at this point, I have taken, I put go to therapy on posts that are not even therapy. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, these are my therapy posts. Now I'm like, hey, today's Tuesday, go to therapy. Like whatever post I put up, I'm putting it there. And I'm mm -hmm. putting links to finding a therapist in every one of those posts, because I don't, want there to be a barrier mm -hmm. for people to find the help that they need. Um, I think that when we talk about wellness and self-care, therapy is a major aspect of it. It is not the only aspect of it, but far too often when we talk about wellness and self-care, the only aspect people are willing to spend money on are the pampering aspects. And we have to stop pampering ourselves and start healing ourselves, working on ourselves and doing things that are actually beneficial to us, not that make us look good, but actually will make us feel good and be better on the right. inside. I also think, though, working on yourself, specifically emotionally, is scary. Absolutely. Because when you have been covering... Mm -hmm. intentionally or even un unintentionally covering things once you start working on it or once you become aware and start dealing with it well now you got to deal with it and to that I will say healing is hard mm -hmm. but hurting is hard too mm. you already know what hurting feels like so try healing. You have nothing to, you're already hurting. It's already hard. You have nothing to lose from trying to heal. It's scary. It will be scary. It is not going to be easy. Mm -hmm. But hurting is hard. You're already doing hard. So you might as well do hard with a different goal, with a different outcome in mind. Might as well do hard when the alternative no, you might, as well, you might as well do the hard when the result could be freedom. Absolutely. That's it. Didn't I tell you? It's going to be hard anyway. 
you might as well do hard when the outcome is freedom. Yeah. Can I say that somewhere? I'm not even going to give you credit for it. But y'all have to <laughs> well, you have given me so much. You can go ahead. You can have it. That was yours. That was, we, we tag team that one together. <laughs> <laughs> I want to ask, and you talked about um, being a faith walker. In the periods when your faith has been stretched, when your mental health has been stretched, how have you sustained yourself? So I have done some writing on um, mental health in the church. Okay. And one of the things that sustains me is understanding that the profession of mental health is just as important in life as all of the other healing professions. If you broke your arm, sprained your ankle, or had a heart attack, where would you go? Mm -hmm. You go to the doctor. Mm -hmm. You would. You might go to the church and ask the pastor to pray for you, but you're not going to then go back home, right? When your spirit is broken, when your mind is sprained and not act, functioning accurately, mm -hmm. we cannot just go to the church and ask for prayer and then go back doing the same thing. Mm -hmm. We have to go to the same professionals that God ordained to do that work that he ordained to fix your gallbladder and your spleen and your diabetes yeah. and your high blood pressure. The mm -hmm. same way that we rely on that and we give God all of the glory for the healing that he does through the people he's ordained mm -hmm. is the same way that we can rely on mental health professionals and give God all of the glory in that. And so when I say that sustains me, because for too many people, specifically in the black community, mental health concerns are seen as an absence of faith. Wow. I don't believe that. I don't believe that needing support, that needing encouragement, that needing skills and coping skills and routines and real strategies for continuing to grow and develop is an absence of faith. I believe that it is a part of my faith journey yeah. to rely on what God has made available to me. And so what sustains me is knowing that I don't have to go through whatever it is I'm going through alone. Mm -hmm that there are people who are trained Absolutely. and ready to help do whatever it is that I need to help me do what I need to do to be the person that God has called me to be. And I have people that will pray with me and for me. And I can go to my pastor and ask him for whatever the support is that I need on the spiritual front, that those things can work in tandem. Mm -hmm. And so the sustaining for me is that I have resources mm -hmm. and those resources are available to everyone. And so I try to sing it from the mountaintops, you know, that it could be depression. It could be sadness, mm -hmm. big, little, however you want to put your, put the, the weight on it. Mm -hmm. There are resources. Absolutely. You don't have to experience that alone. And so yeah. that, that's, Yeah. That's my answer for that. Yeah. Thank you so much. I, it is so important. 
that prayer and therapy go together. Absolutely. I they have a go, God and a therapist. Please, yes. please. And that's something that I really respect about this new generation. Um, and that we are slowly coming to terms with the importance of, like you already said, I go to my doc, my physical doctor, I go to my annual exams monthly. This, this up here, it's a lot goes on up here. Yeah. Let yeah, me go talk. I got to talk this thing out. As we continue with the evolution of technology, we are exposed to things that, at a rate that we were never exposed to them before. Mm -hmm. So our children are experiencing things that we've never experienced before, but we are too, right? Comparison is the thief of joy, but you know where comparison lives? On social media. Yeah, <laughs> It is so easy to just look at something like, dang, they're doing all of that. I'm not even doing X, Y, and Z. And it happens so quickly. So quick. And that's on top of just regular life. Mm-hmm. Going to your job, dealing with your home, dealing with your children, whatever the things are. Then you have this social media thing on top of it. Then you have everything being digital on top of that. And what is projected mm -hmm. um, by virtue of media, I could, that's a whole nother tangent. You know, my research is on mediated images for black women, part of it. So I, I have some, I got a lot of stuff, so I won't take you down that road. But my <laughs> point is that there's so many things that we're experiencing all at one time, mm -hmm. that we cannot process all at one time mm -hmm. on our own. Yeah. And so once a month, once a week, however often it is that you have a space mm -hmm. that is yours. And that was the thing for me when I first started um, going to therapy again. Um, and actually I had a PhD by then when I went back to therapy, it was a selfish space for me. Mm. Like it was a space that I guarded tightly with everything that I had. Don't talk to me. Don't come in here. I'm, this is my spot. This is, for me. this is one hour where no one else matters, but me. Mm -hmm. And I'll pay for, you know, my pedicure. I got my hair braided this morning. Matter of fact, <laughs> you know, I pay for all of the things that are important to me and I'll pay for that too. That one hour is crucial to my well-being because nobody else matters matters in that space but me. Mm -hmm. Everywhere else in my life, in my world, I'm doing for others. I'm giving mm -hmm. to others. And that's who I am. But in that moment, I'm giving to myself. I'm mm -hmm. only there for me. Whatever mm -hmm. I want to talk about, however long I want to talk about it, however I feel about it, if I want to cry, if I want to, whatever it is. Mm -hmm. If I don't feel it any other time, I give myself permission to feel it there and to talk about it there. It could be stupid. It could be really deep. But in that moment, it's mine. So yeah. if you don't take, you don't go for any other reason. Go because you can. And it's your time to do with it as you please. Yeah. You are important. You are your you number are. one priority. And Absolutely. you're no good to anyone else if you're no good to yourself. Whew. Take the time. Take the time. You are worth the time. Absolutely. Rakesha. Yeah, we got to let it go. Gotta <laughs> let it go. The final segment is your journey ahead. As you seek the Lord and you are continuing to pray and seek his face on what 
is next for you. Let me actually ask you, before I ask you what I had intended to ask, let me ask you this uh, differently. Has the experiences of the last year shaped how you plan your future? Absolutely. Mm. How? Absolutely. In what ways? I never want to be in a position again where I am willing to give all of myself to something or someone unnecessarily. Um, I always, from this point forward, want to keep something for myself so that I have enough to glorify God. Ooh. I literally gave everything I had to the job that I had. Everything. And then I looked up one day and I didn't have anything left. Mm. I didn't have anything left for me. I didn't have anything left for my family. I didn't have anything left for God. I had nothing left. And I realized that I had given it all and I didn't have anything to show for it besides having given it all. Mm. Did people benefit from it? Absolutely. Were lives changed because of it? I believe so. But what did that do for me? And what could I do with the nothingness that I had moving forward? And so as I plan now, I want to be in positions and spaces and opportunities where I can give what is necessary to do the work that God has called me to do, but never, ever, ever be depleted in this, in response to trying to prove something to other people. Mm. Yeah. I think that's all over the place because I wasn't prepared for that question, but that's the most genuine answer that I can give. Yeah. I I gave it all. And I won't say that it wasn't worth it, but I'll never do it that way again. Mm -hmm. And the reason I rephrase the question, because when you are a, 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 a planner and your life has been so... You're task oriented. Well, this is the way, this is the way my life is going to be. I've done this thing. I've gotten these degrees, got my dream job. This is just the way it's going to go. Mm -hmm. And um, when things don't kind of work out the way, well, what do you mean? It's not going, it's not this. I, I wondered if that changed fundamentally how you then your outlook on how you were going to then move ahead next. Yeah, I will say, I know that I went there for a reason. Mm -hmm. um, I was supposed to be there. Absolutely. I, I stayed too long and I gave too much because 
I saw an opportunity and I was like, okay, well then I see where this can take me next and then what it's going to do next. And then this makes sense. And this is the next likely thing that will happen and blah, 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 blah. And God was like, but I didn't ask you to do none of that. Mm. Like that ain't what I said. I said, do this thing. And you did that thing and you did an excellent job at that thing. But I told you to leave last year. So here you are still here. Right. Mm -hmm. And if you don't, if you don't listen <laughs> and move when he tells you to move, you will, you will have to move mm -hmm. one way or another. I am thankful to God for sparing my life. I'm thankful to God for sparing my family. But as I move forward, I will operate differently. Mm -hmm. I will go where he tells me to go, but I will only stay as long as he tells me to stay. And I will do exactly what I'm supposed to do and not a whole lot more than that. <laughs> that's good. That's good. That's a lesson for all of us. So that's for a lesson for all of us to be obedient, um, to be obedient because in his will is where we always want to be. Absolutely. And his will is where we always want to be. Rakesha, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I've enjoyed so, my so time. Very much. You have been a blessing. An absolute blessing. If you can please share, if someone wants to know where they can learn more about you, where they can read. Have you written a book? I know you've written professionally. Have you written a book? It's a book in there. Have you written have a book? I have not written a book. It is a, it's on the list of things that I would like to do, but I have not done that yet. Okay. Um, but if you're looking for me, you can find me at Dr. Rakesha everywhere. I think on Instagram, it's Dr. Rakesha everywhere else. is just Dr. Rakesha. Um, and yeah, you're getting ready to start seeing a lot more of me. Very good. Very good. Excellent. 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 Y'all. If you can put in the comments your favorite takeaway, she dropped so, so many, so, so many um, words of wisdom, nuggets. You still go to your therapy, even though this was a therapy session, but still go to your therapy <laughs> session this week, this month. And if you don't have one, schedule one, I will be sure to drop therapy resources, how to find a very good counselor. Um, there are some very affordable resources. If please do not let finances be a reason that you are not seeking healing, you are worthy of that investment, investing yourself so that you may be whole. Very, very important. Um, but please like, share, subscribe. We are here every single Thursday. Um, Rakesha again. May God bless you and keep you. May he allow his face to shine brightly upon you and continue to use you to do his work and um, allow his will to become true in your life. May he allow, uh, may he rain blessings upon you and your family as you continue to seek his will and seek his face as you become even more obedient to his will and to his way. We thank you so very much for being a blessing. And so until we see you again every single Thursday, may God increase your joy, grant you strength for the journey, and give you the courage to tell your story. Bye, y'all.